This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Libel Sturmbach is here, Joe McKenzie, and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words to the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. September 13th, I believe it is, is the date that the FDA approved COVID vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. Another vaccine from Novavax is under FDA review. Dr. Michael Osterholm, epidemiologist, is joining us. He's a regents professor at the University of Minnesota of Public Health and director of the Center for Infectious Disease. Doctor, I'm wondering why is the vaccine not being called a booster this time around? Well, thank you, Freddie. It's good to be with you again. Um, let me just start out, first of all, saying that we really are now into a model, much like we see with influenza vaccine, in terms of updating it, meaning that uh, as you, every year we get a different flu vaccine based on what is circulating in the community in terms of the virus, and that's what this is. So it's really not boosting the previous one as much as it is it's a, a newer vaccine based on the same principles as the previous ones, same type of vaccine, just a different uh, part of it inclu- is included now to address the variants that are circulating in the community. So do you mean, is this an annual dosage now, or what would be the, uh, the regimen for this? Well, you know, I, this is yet to be determined. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, this is not yet really what I'd call a seasonal virus. If you, seasonal viruses are like influenza, which you can pretty much count on them to really peaking somewhere between mid to late October to somewhere to late January, early March, that time period. And you can vaccinate for that, meaning that, okay, if I get my vaccine in September, October, you know, I'll have protection going into the winter. Well, with COVID, the only thing that makes it seasonal, it appears in all four seasons. (laughs) And so that, um, you know, I don't think we can say yet that one shot once a year in the fall, like with influenza, is going to be the final answer. Now, I recognize, as do all my public health colleagues, the more doses of vaccine you recommend, the less likely you are to get people to comply. They just get tired of getting doses of vaccine. Mm-hmm. I would argue, though, however, that at least consider that because we're still seeing increasing numbers of people dying. We have our hospitalizations are going up and, um, you know, we're still dealing with this. And this particular vaccine, the one that was just approved, actually has really quite good protection against the circulating variants we see right now. Uh, and, and while it may not stop you from getting infected if you get the vaccine, it is surely reducing substantially serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. With regard to people of color with the new vaccines that, are, that that's just been released, are, are people of color, because we're not testing, we're not paying for testing anymore, some people are having to pay for the vaccine itself, Well, uh, really important questions. First of all, let me just clarify. Everyone should be able to get this vaccine free of charge. Okay. Um, If you don't have health insurance that will cover it, there is a program at CDC that covers vaccination for anyone in the public uh, with this. So when you go to your provider or to the the pharmacy, wherever you're going to get it, um, there is a way to cover that cost at this time. 
Um, in terms of vulnerability, it's still the same uh, challenges we've had in the past where age is a very important issue, particularly over age 65, because that also marks a number of other health issues that you have. Uh, for those who are immune compromised or have underlying health conditions, uh, that too is still a risk factor. But specifically, there's not a thing, uh, uh, an increased risk for any one community that doesn't have those same factors. Skin color, as we know for everything, doesn't determine anything about what, in fact, your risk may be. It's really about what are the underlying factors that you have uh, in your own health picture. In your book, Deadliest Enemy, you write that a dangerous microbe anywhere in the world today could be everywhere in the world tomorrow. And then you write that there will be one after this one, another one after that, and on and on. And one of them will be even bigger than and more serious than COVID-19 with the possibility of killing more than 100 million people. Do you still hold to that premise? Absolutely. In fact, I'm writing a new book right now uh, that's addressing the issues we should have learned from this pandemic but appear to not have learned uh, because we need to be prepared for the next one. You know, uh, pandemics are, are like other events of the world, you know, earthquakes, hurricanes, etc. They occur and they will continue to occur. And what we have to understand is that this one wasn't the big one. And you say, how could that be possible? Well, if you compare it to what happened in 1918, that was a big one where many, many more people uh, in the population died, even though it was a much smaller population. In addition, I mean, just take a look at this one. We have coronaviruses, the type of virus that caused this pandemic, SARS and MERS, two that were uh, hit us in 2003 and 2012. Those were not highly infectious, but they killed 15 to 35 percent of the people that got them. Mm. Along comes COVID, caused by SARS-CoV-2. That one was much, much more infectious, but it didn't kill at the same rate. About a half a percent of the population died from, from COVID. Well, if you were to see those two get together, high transmission rates, high mortality, you would have a very different picture today in the next one that might occur. And that's surely possible. So we have to be prepared for that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I stick by that. And I, I think there's a lot of lessons we could have learned. We haven't learned yet from our own pandemic experience and uh, what that means for preparing for the future. Dr. Ostrom, I can't thank you enough for being with us and sharing. Thank you, sir. I always enjoy it. I appreciate your effort to get the message out. You, you are really an important messenger. Thank, thank you. you. And you're important to us as well. Thanks for being with us. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi again, everyone, and I'm so excited that you would join us on New Beginnings. And joining us right now is Mr. John Schwartz. He is the founder and the president of the Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse. John, hello, and welcome back to the show. Glad to have you. Hey, Freddie. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be back. You've been doing some great work in the area of combating financial abuse, and uh, you just recently uh, worked, or you started work with the Westchester University and the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veteran Affairs. And the idea there, as I understand it, is protecting military veterans in that state against pension poaching. Uh, first of all, fundamentally, sir, what is pension poaching? Hey, well, thank you very much, uh, Freddie. So pension poaching really is a term to describe how financial predators are targeting our elderly veterans because they're on a fixed income with their uh, pensions. So they make a, a very uh, great target for these uh, predators, and these predators are uh, going after them. So we're trying to uh, protect the uh, veterans on that 
and give them information and knowledge on how to protect themselves. But pension poaching is one of the worst forms of elder financial abuse that our center has seen. And we're uh, working hard to protect our elderly veterans. So how are these scammers going after pensions, John? So, Freddie, I see two different uh, scenarios in which they're doing. First of all, there's the uh, method in which they'll provide lump sum loans to veterans in a tough financial situation. And the example I have there is uh, an example you and I uh, spoke about before. This is uh, Scott Cohen, and uh, he uh, was able to steal $300 million uh, through a Ponzi scheme. So I'm going to read from his uh, press release from DOJ, and it says this, Cohen and his co-conspirators solicited pensioners experiencing financial distress, most of whom were military veterans, by offering an upfront lump sum payment in exchange for their assignment of the rights of their monthly pensions and disability payments. Even though the assignment transactions were characterized as sales, they were, in fact, usurious loans with an annual interest rate as much as 240%. Wow. And that's from DOJ. But that's it, Freddie. That's what these predators are doing. Why is it so easy or is it really easy that uh, military veterans are falling prey to this 240%, John? Really? Yeah, according to the uh, DOJ press release on uh, Scott Cohen, and it, it's up on our uh, website on the very uh, front page. But it is. Uh, I That's a great question. I don't know why so many are being targeted, but I can tell you that in that press release that uh, it went further to s- describe that Cohen and his co-conspirators were able to place more than 13,000 veterans in exploitative loans. But they know how to target, uh, Freddie. They're very good. And that's what uh, we uh, say on this uh, show, is that these predators are experts at uh, targeting and uh, gaining control of uh, vulnerable individuals. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we're seeing this at such an extraordinary level. So with the work that you do for the center you created and uh, programs like this, shining a light on these predators Do you think that uh, will help in stopping some of this abuse? I think so, Freddie. I mean, what we're trying to do at the center combined with other organizations is really helping. I really do want to give a shout out to Bloomberg Magazine because they wrote an excellent article on pension poaching back in November 2021. The name of that article is Pension Poachers Are Are Targeting America's Elderly Veterans. It goes on to say under the uh, title is, Larry Ebert's life was derailed when middlemen pledged to help them get supplemental benefits. Similar tales of alleged manipulation are playing out for thousands of former service members and their families. So it's articles like this that are extremely helpful. We're taking these articles, putting them on our uh, website, and again, just trying to help educate. So in that education process, if if our listeners are looking for more information about how they can protect themselves, uh, how can we reach out to you? Yeah, please uh, reach out to our website, uh, endefa.org. Again, it's endefa.org. All right. He's John Schwartz. He is the founder and president of the Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse. And this is New Beginnings. 
Thank you for that. And did you know that today is National Love People Day? It's a time to lift others up through the profound power of unconditional love. The human condition is a limiting and varying thing. How and when and where we get to use it is vaguely and oddly defined. What is certain is a roller coaster filled life of celebrations and trials. National Love People Day tasks us to understand that unconditional love requires a dedication most human beings aren't given. But when we wholeheartedly love our neighbors with steadfast devotion, the world is a better place. It is a practical application of love your neighbor as yourself. Today is National Love People Day, and this is New Beginnings. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Show's app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Show's app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Principal protection, market participation, and is not an annuity. Join us as we discuss this new investment strategy that's giving annuities a run for their money. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach. He's Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also the author of the book Authenticity. His website is yields4u.com and label hello and welcome. You've got me intrigued and I hope our audience is too about this new investment strategy. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. So for our listeners and for Freddie Bell too, who don't know already, can you describe for us what an annuity is and we'll level set there and go from that point? An annuity um, the 30-second version of what an annuity is, is a, it's a contract with a life insurance company where you give them money and they will give you a 100 pages that somehow has a benefit in it. <laughs> um, they The benefits will range and they vary and they're different from you know life insurance company to life insurance company. But the basic premise is one of two things. It's either... They're going to give you a fixed rate of return, or they're going um, or they're going to give you some kind of, you know, they're going to give you some kind of limited return with protection. Um, the the final one and really the one that they're, you know, most known for is giving you a paycheck for life. They will you give them a sum of money, and in exchange, they will they will give you a fixed dollar amount for the rest of your life and ensure that whether or not your initial sum runs out, right, that you will always have that check for as long as you live and potentially as long as your spouse lives. Well, that's a primer. It almost sounds like life insurance label. 
Um, well, it's life insurance is really for when you die um, or for after, you know, someone dies. Um, there are is life insurance that you can tap while you're still alive. Annuities are designed for for before death. They're not really designed for after death. So are you saying that there is a way to get all of that without buying an annuity as well? There, there are ways to get a lot of the benefits of annuities without, without purchasing an annuity. And I want to, I want to clarify, right? So the, of the three benefits that I described, right? The, you know, being able to get a fixed rate of return without, without worrying about losing your principal, that is available in lots of different forms, right? We know bank CDs, um, that's, you know, to name one. There's lots of other investments that have become popular over the last few years, things like structure notes, which basically act very similar to a bank CD, um, where you've got principal protection, but your interest rate that you get is not tied to like just an arbitrary number that the bank decides or the insurance company decides. It can be tied to something like the Federal Reserve's uh, interest rate, or it can be tied to some, you know, uh, index return number, right? So there's lots of different, you know, uh, cool and interesting ways that you can get interest or get paid interest based on things. Uh, so that's number one, right? So there are lots of other possibilities outside of life insurance companies. But this is a recent thing, right? Like, you know, if you came to me 10 years ago and you asked for something that provided, you know, better returns than a bank CD and had principal protection, the only option really was uh, an annuity. That that was the only thing on the market that could fit that bill. Now there's lots of other things. Um, the caveat being that they're not usually purchasable. A regular investor can't purchase most of these. You have to go through an institutional relationship in order to access them, whether that's uh, you know a broker dealer or a, a financial advisor. Generally, you can't walk into your bank and say, "Hey, I want to pur purchase one of these things." Um, number two. The second thing that I said was market participation with guaranteed protections. Um, so generally, you know, the big selling point of annuities was you can get, you know, you know, 50%, 70%, 80%, 100% of market returns. But if the market went down, they you would be at zero, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't lose your money, but you wouldn't gain anything. Um, and First thing I would like to say is that that's generally uh, a misnomer, um, and that's because if anyone anyone who's purchased a life insurance or an annuity policy that knows there's several different numbers they give you for what your value is, and so while yes, your monopoly money values, your cash value, surrender value, not your surrender value, but the the value that they say of your you know contract value that will increase in value or that won't go down below zero. The amount of money that if you actually tell them, hey, I want my money back, that goes down because that's, you know, you've got things like administration and mortality charges. You got all kinds of charges that you're going to incur whether or not you're getting, you know, performance. Um, so while you're not getting market losses, you are certainly losing money. Uh, there's certainly ways to lose money, even that, with the protections. So I don't want you to be, think that, oh, well, I'm getting, you know, the downside protection, so therefore I'm covered. No, you're you're still losing money. And when the market goes up, you're still not making the full money of the market. 
And there's lots of ways that they get you in terms of, you know, capping your returns and they cap the returns. You don't get dividends. Dividends make up, you know, uh, 40% of the market's returns or dividends. You're, so you're not getting any of that. Oftentimes they take a spread. So you're, you're still basically, the, you know, it's an advisory fee for by another name. Um, and then on top of that, they'll also have all kinds of other strategies uh, to take money out of you. So you're getting returns, but how much of it you get to keep is a different story, right? Um, in terms of getting investments that have downside protection, there are a whole universe, again, of investments that have downside protection built into them. And there it used to be, again, you came to me 10 years ago and you said, I want something that has, you know, 50% of the market's upside with none of the downside. I would have told you that's not something I can give you. But you come to me today and I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how much of the market's downside you're okay with or how much of the upside you want. And I can find you a product that does that. And literally, I can dial it in anywhere from, you know, zero downside protection all the way to 100% downside protection, meaning that if the market goes down, you will not get any of the losses. But if the market goes up, you will get some of the upside or all of the upside, but it can be capped or it can be, you know, again, excluding dividends. And there's all kinds of, you know, levers and options, but there are possibilities. There's a lot more possibilities on the open market than there are available through the annuity companies. Um, so for if you're just looking for a safe type of investment, I I can give you a whole catalog to choose from. <laughs> now, if you're looking for a check for life, they will never that as long as you're alive, you're going to get the fixed the same dollar amount no matter what. That I can't give you, right? That's the one thing that annuity companies can give you, that life insurance companies can give you that no one else can do. And the reason why they're, they're able to do that is because they're taking a bet, right? If they, if your money runs out or in aggregate, all the people who give them money for this, you know, they're betting that they're going to have more money coming in than going out. And there's a certain element of risk that they're taking on. And in exchange, you're giving up a whole lot of potential, right? You're giving up that you're giving up the you're you're assuming that you're taking on the risk that you die sooner than your money would last, right? Which most people do. So, you know, that's how the insurance companies make their money. Uh, you're taking on the risk that your money could grow more than than it would uh they you would you're you're giving up the the upside potential of your money. Uh, you're also giving up the inflation adjustment of your money. Uh, annuity companies used to give great uh, cost of living adjustments on these annuities. So, you know, it would increase with inflation. But now, you know, 10, 15 years into that contract and your money, the money that you're getting, that $1,500 of three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 that you were getting that was supplementing your social security and was making ends meet is no longer going as far because of inflation. And that is, to me, one of the biggest drawbacks of annuities these days is that they don't have the same type of inflation adjustments that they used to have. And it's really on you to, to inflation adjust your money. And so in doing that means that you can't ever give all your money to an insurance company. You got to have some set aside to be able to, you know, um, make up for that difference. So this has really got to be expensive, right? Annuities, um, what or the annuity alternatives? The alternatives. 
So the alternatives uh, can be sold in one of two ways. Um, they can either be sold uh, on commission through a brokerage firm, in which case their fee comes out upfront. Um, and that would be like no different than purchasing a mutual fund. So I think, you know, like it can be up to, you know, five or 6% upfront for that. Um, and that could be expensive, right? So that, but that would be between you and your broker, uh, who's selling it to you. On the flip side, if you got it from somebody like me, who's a fiduciary, we're fee only, which means that we don't uh, get paid commissions on anything. And the only thing that you're really paying is the advisory fee. Um, generally like the ones that we purchase or any of the fees that are associated with making the contract come into existence are all baked into the contract itself so that, you know, because it's, you know, the banks have to go buy, you know, different instruments in order to get these upsides and downside protections. Um, and so they take care of all of that. And that's part of the reason why there's, you know, a cap on the upside. Or there's, they don't give you 100% protection. It's be, not because they can't give you 100% protection, but because the difference between 90% protection and 100% protection may be astronomical in cost. And it's like for that 10%, is it really worth paying, you know, an extra 10% in fees or an extra, you know, 50% in fees? Uh, and generally the answer is no, right? Um, because, you know, for, for a, real outlier possibility it's not worth it and if i mean let's be honest if the, if the stock market goes down by 100 percent, we got much bigger problems than the fact that uh you overpaid uh you you didn't have enough protection on your investments because uh, the banks aren't going to be open exactly so so why aren't insurance companies selling these products label so the insurance companies are selling these products because because there's a way to make money. Um, and not only that, but because there's they're able, they they carved out for themselves this niche of being able to provide that protection to people, of that guarantee that there's no downside, right? Um, so being able to do that, whether they actually deliver on it, on it or not, the fact is, is that they're able to say that. And when you look in your account, they're able to show that, right? Where... Any of these other investments that I've talked about, because you have full transparency into it, because you can buy and sell these, generally speaking, at any point, there's someone who's willing to buy this contract from you. Because of that, there is a daily price to it, and the price fluctuates, which means that it's a different experience for investors. It's not necessarily something they want. And, you know, uh, it just... it. it behaves differently. So from the insurance companies, they're able to do it. They were the first ones doing it, you know, going back, you know, 200 years now. Um, they've been able to offer this. They were able to offer people something that didn't exist. It's only recently that alternatives have started to become possible and not only possible, but that they're that they seriously compete with the insurance business so much so to the point that the insurance companies are now entering this marketplace offering their own versions of these products right mm -hmm. now the insurance company version of these products generally speaking comes with a lot of strings attached it has a lot more fees baked in and it doesn't behave quite the way that you wouldn't want it to behave um but it just it really demonstrates the fact that the that the fact that this is accessible to even a segment of the marketplace is putting enormous pressures on them and that they see the writing on the walls that 
the fixed annuities or the annuities period, the products that they've been offering for the last 50 years, that they're not going to be able to keep offering them. And by the way, you know, just between us, this is why I think you have a sudden rise of these insurance agents who are on social media and who are advertising things that nobody, that legally they're not allowed to say. That's number one. But number two, the, no product in the world gives. I think the insurance companies are kind of turning a blind eye because it's the last hurrah to gather assets and they'll deal with the lawsuits later. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say yes to that, that that's what's happening. But there's no way that they're not aware that these agents out there who are producing millions for them a, a month in business, tens of millions, um, aren't advertising these products in a very misleading way. Interesting. We had to leave it right there. But how can we learn more about uh, this new investment strategy? So there are two ways you can learn more. One, I have a website dedicated just to teaching about this thing. I call it my myannuityalternative.com. If you go on there, I've got a uh, free report you can download uh, that walks through exactly how this these products work. Uh, you can also find it on yieldsforyou.com if you go to resources. And of course, you know, feel free to book some time on my calendar. I'm more than happy to walk you through it and see if this is an option for you. Again, the, you know, uh, full transparency, these are investments, right? These are not insurance products. And that means that they behave differently than, than insurance products. Um, but they're generally speaking, you can get the protection you're looking for at a fraction of the cost of what you would get through an annuity company. All right. He's Label Sternbach. We look forward to hearing from you again next week. Label's website is yields for you. That's yields for you.com. Yields, the number four, the letter U.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and more new beginnings is straight ahead. Here are today's words of the wise. Pamper yourself now and then. It's a gentle reminder that self-care is essential for overall well-being. In our busy lives, it's easy to get caught up in daily responsibilities and neglect our own needs. Taking time to pamper ourselves, whether through relaxation, self-indulgence, or simply doing things you enjoy, is a way to recharge and nourish your body and your mind. It's not selfish. It's necessary for maintaining good mental and emotional health. By pampering ourselves now and then, we can reduce stress, boost our moods, and ensure that we have the energy and positivity to give our best to others and to face life's challenges with renewed vigor. Today's words of the wise, pamper yourself now and then. You can find out more. Just visit me online at freddiebell.com. Did you know that now you can see and hear Sunday morning services from Unity South Twin Cities? Search Unity South Twin Cities online and Facebook and catch the live stream Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook.com. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. 
Hi, everyone. And now joining us on New Beginnings is Kathy McClear. She is AARP's Minnesota State Director. And it's time now to talk about your money. How about if we focus on Social Security, Kathy? Yeah, Social Security is such an important uh, benefit. I mean, really, it's it's your money. You've earned it through a lifetime of hard work. And like most Americans, that money is really needed to help cover those living expenses and pay bills. Um, I think the thing that sometimes folks forget is that Social Security was never meant to be the sole source of income in retirement, yet 37% of Minnesotans age 65 and older rely on that monthly check for at least half of their income. That's amazing. So when can you start collecting these benefits from the government? Yeah. So uh, again, this is this is your money. You've earned it through a lifetime of hard work. And if you ever look at your paycheck, it's that uh, it's that Social Security tax that comes out every time you get a paycheck. Um, You can claim your Social Security benefits as early as age 62. Mm -hmm. However, the longer you wait to start collecting after you become eligible um, up until the age 70, the larger your payments will be. And so full retirement age is 67. But you can claim as early as 62. Wow. So can you so does that mean you can still get these benefits while you're working? Yeah, you absolutely can. So you can collect your Social Security payments while you're working. In fact, about 26 percent of Social Security recipients um, in 2023 are still working. Uh, Now, here's the caveat. If you if you are below that full retirement age of 67 and you earn more than a certain amount, those monthly payments will be temporarily reduced. Uh, But once you hit that full retirement age of 67, uh, your payments will be increased to make up for any of those previous reductions. We're talking with Kathy McClear. She's Minnesota State Director for AARP. So how much will a person receive from Social Security? Yeah, so that really depends. Uh, Your Social Security income depends on a number of things, but the biggest thing is your uh, income over your lifetime. And so the Social Security Administration takes your 35 Uh, highest earning years and calculates an inflation adjusted average, uh, plugs that information into a formula, and that gets your basic benefit. Um, AARP actually has a social security calculator, uh, and you can find that uh, at aarp.org. And just in that search bar, type in social security calculator, and it'll get you right there. And you can see exactly how much Uh, you uh, will be getting when you reach that retirement age, whether you claim early at 62 or you reach your full retirement age of 67. Or you can also see how much more you would get each month by waiting until the age of 70. So you continue, AARP, that is, continues fighting hard on behalf of its members to make sure that Social Security is there when we're ready to receive it. Yeah. So as we said, uh, as I said a little bit earlier, 37 percent of Minnesotans age 65 and older rely on that monthly paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it's an average of seventeen hundred dollars a month. So not a lot, uh, not a lot to live on. um, But uh, that that makes up over half of uh, the retirement income for people for about 37 percent of recipients. And we do know that if Congress does nothing Uh, In the next 10 years, Social Security could be cut by 20%, which is an average of $4,000 a year. And so that's why AARP is fighting to ensure that hardworking Americans who've paid into Social Security over their lifetime get the money that they've earned. So for those who are ready to retire, how can they sign up to get these benefits, Kathy? 
Yes, they can go to ssa.gov. And again, you can get more information on Social Security at aarp.org forward slash MN. Final question before we have to step away. Are these benefits taxable at the state level? Yeah, so Minnesota is still one of 12 states that does tax uh, Social Security income. However, in the last legislative session, we made some progress in um, eliminating those Social Security taxes for uh, couples earning up to $100,000 a year and for singles earning $78,000 a year. Um, and so it does. we do now have some partial relief for earners um, in those in those categories. All right. Do you have a final thought for us this weekend regarding these benefits from the federal government that you just mentioned that we've all worked so hard for? Yeah, it is such an important piece of the of your overall retirement income. And it's really important to understand what those benefits are and when you can claim um, and how it fits into your overall plan. So it's really important to do your research even well ahead of retiring. All right. She's Kathy McClear, the state director for AARP Minnesota. We're talking about Social Security, and this is New Beginnings. On the lighter side of my desk this week on New Beginnings, a rare $10,000 bill from the Great Depression is sold for auction for $480,000. Heritage Auctions of Dallas says a large denomination U.S. note was printed in Boston in 1934 and features Abraham Lincoln's Secretary of Treasury, Salmon P. Chase. The auction house says the bill is of exceptional quality and noted that this month's winning bid broke the record for a $10,000 bill from 1934. X, formerly known as Twitter, is shutting down its circle feature. The feature was a way to share posts with a select group of people. An announcement from the company says it's ending October 31st. Historical circle posts will still be viewable after that date. Oscar Mayer is bringing back his iconic Wienermobile. The hot dog maker announced it's bringing back the name for his famous vehicle after it rebranded it to the Frankmobile in May. The rebrand was to spotlight Oscar Mayer's new 100% B Franks, but the company says it's time to bring back the Wienermobile name. In a social media post, the company says it's been a Franktastic summer. But like you, we missed this wonderful icon. Oscar Mayer first debuted a Wienermobile in 1936. And modern couples are falling in love in half the time as their parents' generation, with it now taking just 163 text messages to woo partners. A study found modern technology is speeding things up for couples who now rely on social media and texting to secure a relationship rather than old-fashioned methods of their parents' generation, which took twice as long. Instead of obeying the three-day rule to contact a date, the research revealed 73% of people say they were now happy to communicate with their new love interest within four hours of a first date. And finally, here are some reasons to eat macaroni and cheese. Ask any kid and they'll tell you mac and cheese is a year-round food. But if you had to choose a season or two when mac and cheese tastes best, it would be fall and winter. Here's why we love mac and cheese. Number one, you can still eat it after you lose your teeth. Number two, it protects your fall if you nod off at the dinner table. Number three, it doesn't taste like Brussels sprouts. And number four, if you hold it to your ears, you can hear wind rustling through the cheese fields. Oh, what was the point of all that? I'm Freddie Bell, and this is On the Liner Side of the Desk on New Beginnings. One out of every 100 people over the age of 65 will become a victim of financial fraud. Never saw it coming. He wiped us out. This must be stopped. 
They told us we had no choice. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. He wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. Vaccines.gov is your trusted source for vital vaccine information, offering a user-friendly platform to access up-to-date details on vaccines, including COVID-19, discover nearby vaccination locations, understand vaccine safety, and access resources for healthcare providers. With multilingual support and comprehensive educational materials, Vaccine.gov empowers individuals and communities to make informed decisions, promoting public health through vaccination. Stay informed, stay protected is all at your fingertips on Vaccines.gov, a message from the Minnesota Department of Health. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the Senior Minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. And when he was coming over that horizon, kind of, if you remember the great movie Gone with the Wind, when Leslie was coming home and Scarlet saw him from the porch of the house far off, and they begin running and the music becomes dramatic and they run to each other to embrace. Well, Jesus invented that scene first. The son was coming down the road and the father saw him way off. The Father was filled with love and compassion and joy. The Father ran down the road to greet Him. He didn't stand there at the front door of the house. He ran as fast as an old man can to greet and welcome His Son who had been lost. And then he called his servants and said, bring the best cloak and put it upon him. Bring a fine ring and put it upon his finger. And prepare the fatted calf that we can feast tonight for my son who was lost has come home. Well, if you remember that story, there's a little backstory to it. That older brother. The older brother refused to go into the party room. He stood outside moping. The father went out to see him and said, Son, we're having a feast, a celebration, come in. And he said, no, Dad. I have stayed on your estate my entire life. I have done everything you expected of I've worked hard. My brother takes his inheritance, runs off, spends it on loose women, as the phrase says in the Bible, lost it all, and comes home. And what do you do? You put the best clothes on him. You give him the family ring and crest. And then you slay an animal that there might be a great feast. You've never even given me a little old goat 
to roast for a party with my friends. And then the father replies, you've you've always been with me. You've always been loyal. You've always done the very best for me. But remember, all I have is yours. If you would just ask, all I have is yours. If you would just ask. Which apparently, in workaholism, the older brother had never asked the source, his father, for a celebration. I've been there. I've been resentful. Struggled. Thinking to myself, that's not fair. But I never asked for help. I never asked for what I desired. How can the prodigious father, the great one, the mighty one, provide for me when I don't even ask? Those of you that have studied at Unity many years and our early great teachers like um, Emily Cady, the Fillmores, and others, they always stress the principle in your relationship with the source of all good, demand must precede the manifestation. The demand must precede the manifestation. No demand, no manifestation of good. We have to ask. The older brother apparently never did. So in this story, Jesus illustrates the heavenly Father and his greatness by that earthly prodigious Father who threw open his arms, ran down the road, met his son more than halfway, received him loved him, provided new and greater good for him. Jesus was trying to get that across to people in his day, most of whom were not very wealthy and doubted that Yahweh, the God of their people, would even be mindful of one of them and their request. It was sort of like that older son. Well, God knows I need to eat. God knows I might have some dreams and desires. If He cares for me, maybe someday He might send a little stuff, a few goodies my way but not asking in faith of the infinite Father 
of the prodigious, exceedingly generous Father. Help me. Well, here's a little story of how I experience this. A little bit comical in its odd detail. My father, like the prodigious father, was embracing, loving, and empowering. One way he expressed that is he would always meet me halfway. Son, you asked the question. I'll help you find the answer. I won't answer it for you. Many a time, I would say, Dad, what does this weird word prodigious mean? And he'd point. He didn't even have to say anything because in the corner of our living room was one of those dictionary stands with his father's dictionaries about that thing. And that meant, I'm not going to tell you. Use your ability. Consult that word source. Find your answer. I wonder what he would have done with that opening statement. What is the question that your life is the answer to? You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. It's a pleasure being with you this week on New Beginnings, and now it happened this week. In 1926, Henry Ford announced the eight-hour, five-day work week. Oh, he's the blame. In 1957, nine black children were escorted to class at Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. The group had been forced to withdraw from class due to unruly white crowds. In 1974, scientists say the use of aerosol sprays will harm ozone, thus leading to global weather changes. In 1975, singer Jackie Wilson suffered a heart attack on stage in New Jersey and later slipped into a coma. He died eight years later. In 1979, the musical Evita opened on Broadway. In 1980, Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham died at the age of 32. In 1981, Sandra Day O'Connor was sworn in as the first female justice on the Supreme Court. In 1988, Billy Carter, the brother of President Jimmy Carter, died at the age of 51. In 1988, singer James Brown was was arrested after leading authorities on a two-state high-speed chase through Georgia and South Carolina. In 1992, the Mars Observer probe is launched in NASA. It would fail 11 months later. Also in that year, a Florida judge ruled that it was legal for 12-year-old Gregory Kingsley to divorce his parents. And in 2005, Emmy Award-winning actor Don Adams died at the age of 82. Adams is best remembered for his role as a bumbling secret agent Maxwell Smart on the 1960s spy spoof Get Smart. He was also known for his voiceover work as the cartoon characters Inspector Gadget and Tennessee Tuxedo. Tennessee Tuxedo will not fail. It happened this week and I'm Freddie Bell. That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. 
If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week.